All right. I think I put this introduction in my Democrat Party podcast. So that was my mistake. I'm going to try to figure out how to delete that off of that one. Um, so anyway, this is a, I was trying to figure out an, um, an episode and today, so I figured I'd do socialism, um, compared to other forms of government and political philosophies. So I'm going to do like a definition of socialism, definition of communism, definition of capitalism, as this tends to be like the three that a lot of people will focus on and try to be talking points for. And give you examples of what each are and what countries do it. So, there you go, friends. Alright, this is, um, Shizmo's eating a snack here. Sorry, that was like super gross. Alright, so the definition of socialism um, is the political and economic theory of social organization which advocates that the means of a production, distribution, and exchange should be owned and regulated by the community as a whole. Okay, it's a political philosophy. And it, um, I was just through Google and it just kind of like popped up. So, socialism, according to Wikipedia, is the left wing economic philosophy movement encompassing a range of economic systems characterized by the dominance of social ownership of the means of production as opposed to private ownership. Okay. Um, the social types, socialist ideologies, you got a utopian socialism, communism, Marxism, and ooh, even anarchism. Um, the basics is where socialism is an economic and political system where the workers or the government own the buildings and tools that make goods and services like farms and factories. This can be achieved through decentralized and direct worker ownership or through centralized state ownership of the means of production. Um, so, so there's that. Um, with Britannica... Um, they state that socialism, um, is a social and economic doctrine of cause for public rather than private ownership or control of property and natural resources. And according to the socialist view, individuals do not live or work in isolation, but live in cooperation with one another. Furthermore, everything that people produce is in some sense a social product and everyone who contributes to the production of a good is entitled to a share in it. Society as a whole, therefore, should own or at least control property for the benefit of all its members. Um, so, in this conviction, puts socialism in opposition to capitalism, which is based on private ownership of the means of production and allows individual choices in the free market to determine how goods and services are distributed. Um, socialists complain that capitalism necessarily leads to unfair and unexploitative concentrations of wealth and power in the hands of the relative few who, are, who, who emerge victorious from free market competition. People who then use their wealth and power to reinforce their dominance in society. Because such, such people are rich, they may choose where and how to live, and their choices in turn limit the options of the poor. 
As a result, terms such as individual freedom and equality of opportunity may be, may be uh, meaningful for capitalists, but can only ring hollow for working people who must do the capitalist bidding if they are to survive. As socialists see it, true freedom and true equality require social control of the resources Excuse me, that provide the basis for prosperity in any society. Um, so Karl Marx and Frederick Engels made this point in Manifesto of the Communist Party in 1848 when they proclaimed that in a socialist society, the condition for the free development of each is the free development of all. So this fundamental conviction nevertheless leaves room for socialists to disagree among themselves with regard, regard to two key points. The first concerns the extent and the kind of property that society should own or control. Some socialists have thought that almost everything except personal items, such as clothing, should be public property. This is true, for example, of the society envisioned by the English humanist Sir Thomas More in his Utopia of 1516. Uh, other socialists, however, have been willing to accept or even welcome private ownership of farms, shops, and other small or medium-sized businesses. Which I think I might fall into that. More so than the extreme socialist of, because that kind of gears more towards almost communism's type of scenario. All right, so there's the definition of socialism. Okay. Um, all right. Definition of capitalism. Um, is an economic and political system in which a country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit rather than by the state. Capitalism is a political ideology. Capitalism is an economic system based on the private ownership of the means of production and their operations for profit. Central characteristics of capitalism include ca capital accumulation, competitive markets, price system, Private property, property rights recognition, voluntary exchange, and wage labor. Um, pros and cons. Here's why. Good health. Thanks to the benefits of capitalism, every man, woman, and child has the opportunity to eat fresh, wholesome foods every day. Social contributions, professional service choice, healthy competition, pers personal freedom, ownership, and opportunity. Um, example of capitalism, one of the examples of capitalism has been the creation of mega corporations owned by a set of private individuals and institutions. Minimal government intervention and protection of private property rights have enabled the creation of humongous companies. Who benefits from capitalism? Individual capitalists are typically wealthy people who have a large amount of capital money or other financial assets invested in business and who benefit from the system of capitalism by making increased profits and thereby adding to their wealth. Hmm. Sounds like a lot of mother mm. Sounds like a lot of people here in America. What is the opposite of capitalism? Um, at the opposite end of the spectrum from capitalism, communism, which is an economic theory favoring a classless society in the um, abolition of private property. Communism derives from the French com common. Okay. Um, well, here is which country is most capitalist. Um, top 10 countries with the most capitalist economies in 2021 based on the Heritage Index of Economic Freedom. You've got Singapore, New Zealand, Australia, 
It's the, like highest to the top, like say from number one to ten. Singapore, New Zealand, Australia, Switzerland, Ireland, Taiwan, United Kingdom, Kingdom and Estonia. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <gasps> Excuse me. Um, and that was the top eight. Estonia. It was kind of crazy. Um, five downsides to capitalism. Disadvantages of capitalism. Capitalism may increase income and wealth gap. Duh. Um, leads to an excessive focus on consumption, may lead to more homelessness, may lead to insufficient welfare. Capitalism does not care about minimum wage workers, may get, um, workers may get exploited. Duh, we're seeing this in America, especially bad for low-skilled workers. Um, okay. Um, Capitalism and socialism, the difference, um, are two different political, economic, and social systems blended together by countries around the world. Sweden is often considered a strong example of a socialist society, while the United States is usually considered a prime example of a capitalist country. It didn't, didn't say strong, but it said a prime example. Um, in practice, however, Switzerland is not strictly so- socialist, and the United States is not strictly capitalist. Huh! Most countries have mixed economies with economic elements of both capitalism and socialism. Okay. Okay. The difference between the two, capitalism is an economic system where the means of production are owned by private individuals, where in socialism, the means of production, such as money and other forms of capital, are owned by the state or public. Companies um, in, okay, capitalism, companies live by the profit motive. They exist to make money. All companies have owners and managers. In socialism, under a socialist system, everyone works for wealth that is in turn distributed to everyone. In capitalism, it is the government's job by enforcing laws and regulations to make sure there is a level playing field for private run companies. Where in socialism, the government decides how wealth is distributed among the people. They provide for the people. Okay, and this is off the balancemoney.com. Okay. So there you go. Um, let's see here. Um, so, yeah, there you go. So socialism is kind of like towards the right of what communism is, um, doesn't go to that extreme where capitalism is a freaking free-for-all. Okay, so here is um, the difference between socialism and communism, okay? All right, here are the... And this is through thought... Thoughtco, maybe it's thoughtcompany.com. Um, so, this is an article, and it's titled The Differences Between Communism and Socialism, written by Robert Longley, and it was updated on February 2nd, 2021. So, a little over a year and a half ago. Um, stated that the difference is not conveniently clear-cut. 
Sometimes they are often used interchangeably, but these economic and political theories are not the same. But both arose from protests against the exploitation of the working class during the Industrial Revolution. Okay. Um, While applications of their economic and social policies vary, several modern countries, all ideologically opposed to capitalism, are perceived as either communist or socialist. So um, let's dig into um, how they're different. Okay. So their basic philosophy, communism, from each according to his ability to each according to his needs, socialism, from each according to his ability to each according to his contribution, economy planned by communism, central government, same thing for socialism, ownership of economic resources and communism are publicly owned and controlled by the government. Individuals hold no personal property or assets. Whereas socialism, individuals own personal property, but all industrial and production capacity is communally owned and managed by a democratically elected government. Hmm, there you go. Uh, The distribution of economic production and communism is intended to meet all basic human needs and is distributed to the people at no charge. Where socialism production is tended to meet individual and societal needs and distributed according to individual individual ability and contribution. Class distinction is abolished in communism. The ability to earn more than other workers is almost non-existent. Whereas in socialism, classes exist, but differences are diminished. It is possible for some people to earn more than others. With religion, um, communism is effectively abolished. Freedom of religion and socialism is allowed. Okay. So the similarities that both grew out of grassroots, like I said, grassroots opposition of exploitation of workers by wealthy businesses during the Industrial Revolution. Um, Both assume that all goods and services will will be produced by government-controlled institutions or collective organizations rather than privately owned businesses. In addition, the central government is mainly responsible for all aspects of economic planning, including matters of supply and demand. The key differences are under communism, the people are compensated or provided for based on their needs. In a pure communist society, the government provides most or all food, clothing, housing, and other necessities based on what is considered, based on what it considers to be the needs of the people. Socialism is based on the premise that people will be compensated based on their level of individual contribution to the economy. Effort and innovation are the reward are thus rewarded under socialism. Okay. Um, so there you go. Um, there's that one. So I'm going to go through and kind of identify some socialist and capitalist countries. Um, so we've got, um, and some communist countries too, since we that um, through that. Um, so it's kind of funny because um, on here it says, you know, socialist countries are, state, are states that have aligned themselves with socialism and 
so some of these communist and socialist countries um, kind of overlap because where communists and socialism do derive from the taking care of the working class, but then, you know, they're like communism is, is to the extreme and socialism is, is geared a little bit closer to capitalism. Uh, so here's just a few communist countries in the world circa 2021. Um, China, People's Republic of China, North Korea, which is called, in, in um, parentheses, Democratic People's Republic of Korea, Cuba, Republic of Cuba, Vietnam, Socialist Republic of Vietnam, so, I mean, um, Laos, Lao People's Democratic Republic, okay? And then, um, most successful socialist countries in the world, 2022. Now, this may not be necessarily that they treat their people as well. You've got China, um, and it says the People's Republic of China is one of the foremost socialist states. Russia, just like China, was a country strictly socialist in nature. Cuba is a core socialist state. North Korea is another core socialist state. Um, and then, you know, what makes a country a socialist? Um, a socialist country is a sovereign state in which everyone in society equally owns the factors of production. The four factors of production are labor, capital goods, natural resources, and entrepreneurship. So in a socialist country, people account for individual needs and social needs. Okay. So, and then here's the thing too about capitalism and socialism. Um, is one better over the other? Um, they're... So socialism and capitalism are the two main economic systems used in developed countries today. The key takeaway, efficiency and innovation with capitalism. You have a free market competition, which encourages efficiency and innovation where socialism, government owned businesses have less incentive for efficiency and innovation. Okay. So there's that. Um, capitalist countries, um, and I had mentioned this before with like the top 10 countries with the most capitalist economies in 2020, okay, here's the full list. You got 10 of them, the top 10, starting with number one, Singapore, New Zealand, Australia, Switzerland, Ireland, Taiwan, United Kingdom, Estonia, which I'm like, whoa, shit. Okay. Canada and Denmark. All right. Now, in top 10 countries with the most capitalist economies in 2018, based on the Fraser Institute, the United States was on there. Um, Hong Kong, China, um, and China. Remember, it was owned by Great Britain, so they had a little bit more of a socialist and not so much a, a, a communist-run um, city. Because, yeah. So, you had Hong Kong for number one. Then you had Singapore. New Zealand, Switzerland, Australia, United States was number six. Um, Mar uh, Mariatis, I'm sorry if I jacked that up. The country of Georgia, Canada, and Ireland. Um, so there you go. So here we go. Is America capitalist? Yes, but not completely. The United States is actually referred to as a mixed market economy meaning that it blends characteristics of both capitalism and socialism. So, further tutors out there in the world, like, we are not a true capitalist country, jerk-offs. 
Um, so in the United States, the means of production, such as manufacturers, if I slow down, or importers are privately owned and operated for profit. This is a clearly capitalist approach. However, because the economy has regulations, taxation, and some subsidization, the United States is not a purely capitalist society. The government has at least partial control over education, roads, healthcare, and postal deliveries. It also provides subsidies to sectors including oil companies. Oh, this shit pisses me off, though. Financial companies and agricultural producers. The agricultural producers, I don't mind so much because that, you know, I mean, that's dealing with our food and farming and, and that stuff. Um, additionally, private businesses must register with government agencies and certain types of companies need government approved license. Um, so, you know, like that people. Okay. So there's that. Okay. Now, before I get into social programs, in the United States and wrap this up. I kind of wanted to go through and give you a list of um, systems of governance. Okay. So um, there's presidential systems. Okay. Which a president is the active um, head of the executive branch of government and is elected and remains in office independently of the legislature. Um so there's generally no prime minister, although if one exists, in, mo- in most cases, they serve purely at the discretion of the president. So here's the following list. Uh, the following list includes democratic and non-democratic states, presidential systems without a prime minister. Now, I'm not going to list all of them because there are quite a few, but here are a few. Okay. We've got Angola, Bolivia. Brazil has a president limited to two four-year terms at a time. So I wonder, and I'll have to research that, if they can do two four-year terms at a time and then wait four years and then run again. So, like, they can only go back-to-back or if it's, like, you know, that's it, like ours. Um which I'm assuming that's what it is because it says United States has a president limited to two four-year terms. So that's, I, that's probably what it is. You got Chile, Colombia. Costa Rica has a president for four years, eligible eight years later. And that was why I was asking about Brazil. You got Cyprus, Dominican Republic, Ecuador, El Salvador, Gambia, um, Gahana, Guatemala, um, Liberia, Kenya, Maldives, Mexico, Nicaragua, Nigeria, Panama, Paraguay, Philippines has a president limited to one term of six years. Synagogue, Syria, Leon, Syria, Leone, Turkey, South Sudan, Turkmenistan, United States, president limited to two four-year terms, Uruguay, Venezuela, Zambia, and Zimbabwe. President systems um, with a supreme leader, Iran. Presidential systems with a prime minister. Argentina, Belarus. I always like saying that country's name, Belarus. Cameroon, Central African Republic. Um, Ivory Coast. Peru, South Korea, Rwanda. Togo, uh, Tunisia, Uganda, and Uzbekistan. 
Um, you have semi-presidential systems, premier presidential systems. The president chooses a prime minister and cabinet from the parliament with approval from the parliament. However, only the parliament may remove them from office with a vote of no confidence. The president does not have the right to dismiss the prime minister or the cabinet. <laughs> You've got Algeria, Cape Verde, Congo, the Democratic, uh, Democratic Republic of the Congo, East Timor, Egypt, France, Haiti, Lithuania, Ooh, Madagascar, Mongolia, Niger, Northern Cyprus, Portugal, Romania, Ukraine. God love them. Hang in there, friends. President parliamentary system. Uh, the president is a head of state and the prime minister is head of government, although the prime minister generally works under the discretion of the former, more so than a premier presidential system. The president chooses the prime minister and the cabinet without a confidence vote from the parliament but must have the support of a parliamentary majority for their selection. Uh, you've got Austria, Republic of the Congo, Nambia, Palestine, Russia, Ugh. Sri Lanka, Syria, Taiwan, and a few more. Um, then you've got parliamentary, republic, and related systems, um, directly elected head of state, Bosnia, and, and I'm going to jack this up, Herzegovina, Bulgaria, Croatia, Czech Republic, Finland, Iceland, Ireland, Moldova, Montenegro, North Macedonia, Poland, Serbia, Singapore, Slovakia, and Slovenia. Indirectly elected head of state, Albania, Armenia, Bangladesh, Barbados, Dominica, Estonia, Ethiopia, Fiji, country of Georgia, Germany, Greece, Hungary, India, Iraq, Israel, Italy, Kosovo, Nepal, Pakistan, Samoa, Somalia, Trinidad and Tobago. And so there's a lot. Constitutional monarchies. I skipped a few. <laughs> Um, constitutional monarchies, constitutional monarchies with ceremonial non-executive monarchs, um, Antigua and Barbuda, Australia, Bahamas, Belgium, Belize, Cambodia, Canada, Cook Islands, Denmark, Grenada, Jamaica, Japan, Luxembourg, Malaysia, Netherlands, St. Lucia, Papua New Guinea. Spain, Sweden, Thailand, United Kingdom. So United Kingdom, I mean, that includes our Canada and Australia and a few other places. Constitutional monarchies with active monarchs. Bahrain, Bhutan, Jordan, Kuwait, Liechtenstein, which I know I kind of messed that one up. Monaco, Morocco, Qatar, 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 Tonga, and United Arab Emirates. Absolute monarchies. In which monarchs exercise the power is unconstrained by any uh, substantive constitutional law. The monarch acts as both head of state and head of government. Brunei, uh, ugh, I'm sorry if I messed these up. Eswatini, Oman, Saudi Arabia, and Vatican City. Really? Is that a monarch? Mm, One party states. Um, Concentrated with one political party whose operations are largely confused with the government hierarchy. 
um, China, Cuba, North Korea, Laos, Vietnam, military juntas, Chad, Burkina Faso, Mali, Mali, Myanmar, which that, that was the country that just changed its name. Oh shit. What were they known? Burma. That's yeah. Um, and then other ones that kind of, they intertwine with other ones. Um, so there's just, you know, some of the list of countries by system of government. All right, here are our social programs in the United States. Um, and they are programs designed to ensure the basic needs of American population, that the basic needs of the American population are met. Federal and state social programs include cash assistance, health insurance, food assistance, housing subsidies, energy and utilities subsidies, and education and child care assistance. Similar benefits are sometimes provided by the private sector either through policy mandates or on a voluntary basis. Employer-sponsored health insurance is an example of this, okay? Um, American social programs vary vary in eligibility with some, such as public education, um, available to all, while others, such as housing subsidies, are available only to a subsegment of the population, uh, programs are provided by various organizations on a federal, state, local, and private level. They help to provide basic needs such as food, shelter, education, and health care to residents of the U.S. through primary and secondary education, subsidies of higher education, unemployment and disability insurance, subsidies for eligible low-wage workers, which should never, ever be in existence, low-wage workers. It's the private sector that's causing this. Anyway, subsidies for housing, supplemental nutrition assistance program benefits, pensions, and health insurance programs. Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and the Children's Health Insurance Program are prominent social programs. Research research shows that U.S. government programs that focus on improving the health and educational outcomes of low-income children are the most effective with benefits substantial enough that the government may even recoup its investment over time due to increased tax revenue from adults who were beneficiaries as children. So there you go. Um, So list of government social programs. Um, This is from marketplace.org. Head Start, Social Security Disability. Social Security Retirement and Survivor's Benefits, Supplemental Security Income, SSI, Medicaid, Medicare, Welfare, Temporary Assistance for Needy Families, or NATANF, GI Bill, Veterans Benefits, Pell Grants, Unemployment Insurance, Food Stamps, Government Subsidized Housing, Home Mortgage Interest Deduction, Hope and Lifetime Learning Tax Credits, Child Independent Care Tax Credit. 529 accounts, qualified tuition programs, or Coverdell Education Savings Account, Education IRAs, Earned Income Tax Credit, Employer Subsidized Health Insurance, Employer Subsidized Retirement Retirement Benefits, Federal Student Loans. So, there you go.
All right. So here are my final thoughts about socialism, capitalism, communism, different types of governments, and economy, economic ideologies. Okay. I see myself more as a socialist where you have the right to make a business. If that is what you want to do with your life, great. By all means, kick ass, take names, be successful. I love it. Kudos to you. I will support you no matter what. Well, I shouldn't say no matter what, but I will support you in doing to make you successful. That's great. But not at the cost of your workers. Not at the cost of people not being able to have a livable wage. You know, 50, 60, 70 years ago when my grandparents were, and, and were raising my, my parents, you know, living off of a single income was great. You can't do that now. A family of four in, in the middle of the 19th century could, could do that. You could live off of single income. So then there was always a parent that you had, you had the option to stay home, that you can have a stay-at-home parent excuse me, a stay-at-home parent and had a person, uh, a parent that worked, you know, i.e. the breadwinner of the family. But in my opinion, I think you're all, I mean, you're both breadwinners because one's, you know, at home. Okay. So anyway, that's another whatever, but you can't do it at the cost of your employees not being able to make a livable wage as well. Okay. There comes a time where profit causes is 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 not is no longer the key so people like i mean now don't get me wrong i freaking love amazon i love the fact that i can do a little click comes right to my door but i don't want the fact i don't like the fact that that the the company has gotten to the point where they're totally anti-union totally anti-livable wage totally are you know, on the backs of the worker. That's bullshit, you know? And if they want to unionize, great, fucking go for it. And if they don't, then so be it. Like they don't, but you know, unions wouldn't have to be around if the bosses and the owners of these companies didn't do what they do to their workers and had, you know, horrible working conditions and not being able to let their workers, um, you know, live on a livable wage. And, you know, that was the whole rising of unions is so that you had those benefits because the owners didn't give it to you based on good faith. Okay. So now do I believe that everybody needs to work or like everybody, or yes, I do. Everybody think that everybody to their capability should work. Um, but that for the few, for everybody, I mean, that's, like the communist stuff. I'm like, mm, look, kind of looks okay on paper, but not so much in practice type of situation. Um, you know, and, and so I do believe that people are to have that opportunity to create their business, but, and, and to create a successful business and to be proud of their work and to be able to put money aside to go on vacation you know, more than just, you know, the owners, more than just one time a year, you can get, but not at the cost of your workers either. So, 
I am a true, I think I do believe I'm a true believer of, you know, more of the socialist, you know, and, and you pay into programs and that we all work for the better of the community and the better of society and the better, the better off of as a whole, so that when you pull your resources together, that you can have, um, you know, to pay taxes and to pay your fair share of taxes. My taxes are going to be less than somebody that makes more than me. I think that you have to pay your fair share. My taxes are going to be more than somebody that gets paid less than me, which that is the least I can do. Hence why we have public education. Hence why we have public roads. Hence why we should have the better healthcare system than we do. Um, so that we can have these other things that are not going to break everyday working class families bank that you can have roads to get to those small businesses in town now like i said i like amazon it's a little you know one click and you got it got your stuff within a couple days i'm paying so i you know by paying that i'm getting somebody to work i'm getting the workers and the people that are working the factories and da, 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 da. walmart i'm okay like whatever walmart i've been walmart in forever and, um, but I know that there's people that work there and I hope that one day that they have really good working conditions to where that they don't have to use a vacation day when they're sick, they need to use their sit like those small things like that. I hope that they will eventually get to, um, but I know that they have to work, but you can't have a place like Walmart or Amazon or Target or Kmart. God love, God rest Kmart soul. But you can't have those big companies coming into, into small places and small communities and closing down the mom and pop shops. Like we saw that happen. Now, thankfully, the pendulum, pendulum is swinging back to the mom and pop shop places to where they are now being able to come back and, and make a comeback that we can have more of those mom and pop shops in small places like where I live in Southeastern Ohio, that they can, they can live and work and sustain and survive side by side with big companies like Walmart and Kroger and um, big lots, you know, that we can see those mom and pop shop places sustain, be sustainable next to something like someplace like Walmart. But it also helps that if those communities also bring other businesses in outside of consumer, consumer ring, i.e. healthcare, you know, being able to bring in hospitals and clinics and um, anything within the healthcare system, such as, um, you know, physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech and language related services, those that branch out and you can have your own little um, businesses, um, things like that, that are not just your, um, boutiques and, um, ice cream shops and restaurants and stuff, but well, restaurants too, that you can like, that are not Walmart related or Kroger related or, um, big lots related that you can also get these other places to come in. So then brings other people to your community, brings your general managers and your CEOs and your big wig doctors and, um, and your, and your nurses and your janitors and all these people to come in and live. And then the more p 
people that either work or live in those communities are going to need those um, consumer businesses. So, but it's for the benefit of everybody that you can pay into these social programs and taxes and stuff that will help the community as a whole, the basic needs of your town, the basic needs of your community. Like I said, public education, uh, paved roads, better sidewalks, curb appeal, um, better healthcare options. You know, um, growing up, we didn't have any. We had we had one place when I was a kid, and now we have multiple places, multiple. Um, hospital places. We've got King's Daughter. We've got um, Adena. We've got Holzer. And not just like clinics, but hospitals. So we got one hospital, thank God, because now we don't have to go 45 minutes away. So there you go. Those are my final thoughts. I think um, I'm more of a socialist type of person, philosophy idea. And hopefully this clarified any confusion as to what people thought were Socialism and communism and capitalism and what each, you know, basic countries, you know, look like in the programs. And so peace out until next time, friends.